is going on, everybody? Welcome into The Highlight, a super serious business podcast for only the most serious of business people in the world. And uh, it's just, you know, we, we say that tongue-in-cheek. It's not real. Today, I'm joined by my good buddy and business partner, Austin Lynch. Austin, how are we doing today, man? Feeling serious as always. Very serious yes. today. Very serious yeah, today. Think, you know, we've said it before, one of our core values is fun. And uh, one of the most fun things in the world to me at least, is the holiday season. You know, we've got Thanksgiving literally right around the corner, two weeks away or something at the time of this recording. And then we also have Christmas, which is another great time. The, the run between oh, yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas is it's the all time for me. Yeah. Yeah. It. So I got to ask, like, do you prefer Thanksgiving or Christmas more? What's your favorite? Oh, man. I like them both. It's going to be weird uh, kind of for this year because last year we brought our baby son home on Thanksgiving. So that was a very weird time, but I think I'm I think I'm more excited about Christmas generally speaking. I mean, yeah. I love Thanksgiving, but as I told you, I've already got my Christmas tree up in the living room. So I'm I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm yeah, ready. You put the you put the Christmas tree up early October, which I'm sorry, I feel like that's that's <laughs> got to be against some rule out there. I don't know where the rule is, but mid-October Christmas tree has to be Show me the rule. <laughs> well, I hope they tell you in the comments what they think about it. <laughs> and we'll go Time will there. tell. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I'm excited for today's episode because there are, I, I'm trying to think how to say this. This is the black time. This is, this is when red P&Ls become black. You know, Q4 marketing campaigns have been saving companies for years, years, and Digital marketing is a huge piece now, 2022, oh, yeah. 2023, and beyond. It's huge. I mean, if you're not doing digital marketing right, then you're going to miss out on a massive opportunity. So you're the paid media wizard here at High Beam Marketing, and I asked you to put together a list of um, best practices isn't the right word. It's more of like things to check in on before you launch these major campaigns in Q4, right? Yeah, it's 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 going to be five kind of main items to make sure you've covered off on for your holiday campaign. That's that's really what it is and we're just kind of ensuring that you've got these five things out of the way and if yep. you know, you're someone who just has evergreen campaigns running all the time, you just need to be aware that this is a season that requires more intentionality and so these five things will get you going. It's not an end all be all you know prescriptive thing, but uh it'll it'll get you started in the right direction for sure. Yeah. And if you stick around to the end, we're going to have a bonus tip as well. So I'm going to hand it off to you, man. Go for it. What is uh, what is tip number one here? Yeah, so tip number one is going to be just go into each of your ad accounts and look at your overall status. Are you good to go on all things? Meaning, do you have no flags in the account? Um, are all of your campaigns running as they should be? Uh, if you're a, If you're a Google regular, you'll know that you can go in and see a campaign is limited by policy, limited by whatever. And it basically means that there's something going on in your ad account that Google, Facebook, Microsoft, whoever has flagged. And it's saying, you got to fix this before we'll really let this campaign run free. And it's important. And it's kind of confusing because sometimes your campaign can run, but it's being held limited. And that means it's going to have limited learning and optimization, but it's also going to have limited delivery in terms of spend. So you want to just make sure you don't have any giant flags because the last thing we want during 
the Q4 season, which is so many companies Super Bowl, you don't want your account limited. That's going to start you off on the worst foot possible because if your goal is to scale your Q4 activity, this is the absolute first place you have to start. You got to make sure that your account is good to go and that you don't have any weird flags. Do these flags, like, is there any chance that they could affect other campaigns that you have running within that account or that's a great question that one campaign? So it, it really depends. Certain platforms are more finicky than others. And so for platforms like Facebook, that one is very uh, touchy. You can have one campaign get flagged and it can shut down your whole ad account. Now that's fairly rare, but we've seen it happen here at Highbeam. Uh, we've seen it happen a couple of times. And so if you're running any sort of ad copy that is you know, bolder than usual, this is something that you really need to be looking out for. So um, yes, it can absolutely impact your other campaigns. And for for Google and, you know, these really heavy algorithm based uh, platforms, when your account has less conversion data overall, it does hurt everything else because it's kind of using this giant snowball of learning to kind of keep things rolling. So yeah, yeah. it can definitely be a pain. And it's, I've seen it happen where people start to try and ramp up their campaigns, you know, uh, November 20th, right before Cyber Monday and Black Friday weekend, and they get in there and their account's blocked. You know, they haven't, they haven't ran an ad in a while, but for whatever reason, their account's blocked. And now you have to work with Facebook to get that fixed. Mm-hmm. And Good luck as you can probably guess. During the holidays. Exactly. They are dealing with 10,000 flags. Uh, it's as are we, so, you know, it's, it's something that you just need to make sure you touch base on now, uh, instead of three weeks from now. Yeah. I remember last winter we had a, a former account that was targeting, um, older people. And I believe Facebook, Mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong here. Facebook has them as a, a, it's not a sensitive group, but it's a, it's a protected group or what, what is Facebook's terminology there? They, they call it a, what? Sometimes they can be considered a special ad category, which is yeah. basically kind of like like you mentioned. It's just a there's a little bit more regulation and a little bit less yeah. like uh, targeted, higher, like a higher risk for issues. So politics falls in there, religion mm-hmm. falls in there, uh, real estate age. falls in there. It's some interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah. So you know, <clears throat> you know your brand out there. Just make sure that you know do what Austin says here. You're wanting to check in and 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 turn the spend on earlier, <laughs> run the water through the pipes, find the holes before yep. you need, you need to yes. show up. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you so definitely don't want to be Yeah, number two. So this one is one that a lot of people probably don't do as much as they should, but go in and take a look at your custom audiences, especially in platforms like Facebook, where you're pushing uh, your ads out to a group instead of, you know, sending keywords out there to return people. You want to go in and take a look at your custom audiences. You're retargeting people, you know, who's, who's been commenting on your posts, who's been uh, visiting your product pages on your website, your retargeting pools, get an idea of what those sizes look like. So, you know, if you have 10,000 today, you should know that you have, you know, you should know that you have 10,000 today and then coming, you know, the week before Cyber Monday, maybe take a look again. If you're at 15,000 now, maybe you should consider making some budget changes, adding in some new creative, something along those lines to better serve that group of people. Uh, and if it's gotten smaller, then 
you need to make sure that your frequency isn't out of control already. And you need to make sure that you're planning for that particular size of a group rather than just, you know, treating it like it's any other audience, you know, an audience of 3000 people and an audience of 30,000 people, you know, it's, it's a much different thing. And your, your risk of kind of oversaturating that group with the same message is a lot higher. So uh, there are just some things you want to do, but knowing if your audiences are increasing or decreasing in size as we move towards the holidays will help you kind of succeed in adjusting for that weekend. I have a question. Does the, the frequency number is always interesting to me. Um, and yeah. I know there's a lot of debate within marketer circles about how much is too much when it comes to frequency. Yep. Um, when it, when it comes to Q4 though, and people yeah. are in that buying frenzy. Do you think it's okay to have a higher frequency when it comes to ads? Absolutely, yeah. Because what's going to happen is your brand is going to be competing. And first of all, before I go any further, you should expect your cost for your inventory to rise during this time. Because as you can imagine, lots of other people are getting more aggressive. <clears throat> and so expect your margins to maybe dampen just a hair. But hope that you can get more transaction volume during this time. Yeah. So hey, I want to say something right now. Scared money, <laughs> don't make money in Q4. That's a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> Scared money, don't make no money in Q4. Hey, people uh, are on vacation. They're sitting on their couches. They're doing the scroll. Right. Get your ads out there. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of them. And so to your point, it's going to be uh, a game of frequency. You're going to need a higher frequency. And so I would say you know three times a week is probably your minimum frequency for Q4. If you're selling a product, you know, if you're an e-commerce company, that's probably what you need to be targeting three times per week. Now yeah. that said, you don't have to be running <clears throat> the same exact square for all of those three times. You know, I would recommend if your budget isn't huge, you know, set up your campaign to run dynamically, give it 10 images. And then, you know, maybe over the course of three weeks at that same frequency level, you know, when things are kind of crazy, they might have just now started seeing the same ad twice, but they've been seeing the product, they've been seeing the branding, they've been seeing everything repetitively. So yeah. just know that you can kind of save your your customers some uh, agony of seeing the same thing over and over again by investing in another five pictures. We say it all the time here. I Creative is the variable to success when it comes to campaigns. I mean, you know, there's a little bit of, there, there is some wizardry that goes into building the campaigns, no doubt. But the yep. thing that gives you an actual competitive advantage that nobody else can replicate is your creative because only you can make an ad with a certain hook and a certain creative content that flows throughout it and then a nice CTA at the end. Like That is a totally unique thing to you and your business and your campaign yep. that nobody else can replicate. We can all target the same zip codes and whatever insert demographic data here, but you know, we can't copy your creative when it's right. So I love that tip because yeah. a lot of times when we have new clients on board with us, the first thing we're telling them is, Hey, I need 10 to 20 new pieces of content right. ASAP. And because yeah, a lot of times we're taking over campaigns that have already been played out. Exactly. They've been running for six months and you can't really, I mean, there is some things you can do to freshen it up. You know, if, if it's been a situation where Literally the same thing's been running for six straight months. I can introduce some new audiences to at least show the old ad to new people. But, you know, truthfully, new images are going to help lift yeah. the ships. So, And think about 
how much advertising have you done to this point in the year? Because mm -hmm. if you've been light on ads all year and you're thinking in your head, oh, we'll just, we'll just pour it on in Q4. I mean, good luck. That's you and everybody else. And you yeah. got to think about it this way. It takes a certain amount of times for somebody to see your brand, unless the creative is so good and so spot on for that person. And you meet them right when they're ready to buy the thing, right. which is in our world, so rare, like marketing just doesn't work that way. I mean, very, yeah, not very often doesn't work that way. Yeah, exactly. And so if you've not been running ads and you've been priming people all year, you might want to look at increasing your budgets. Like it is, it is back to the frequency thing here. You probably want to, you're, you're going to want to dial it way up, way up. Yeah. Yeah. So that actually leads me into the, the third point nicely. And that is to check on your budgets. So yeah, I mean, there, there are several things you need to keep your eye on. So point number two was be aware of the sizes of your audiences. Checking your budgets is kind of that next step. It says, you know, my audience increased from 5,000 to 10,000. Well, that means you have an opportunity to spend more to reach that whole group at that frequency level that we're shooting for. So be aware of where you're spending the money. How I personally look at your budgets on a day-to-day -day basis you know, if you're kind of new to this, what you might want to do is say Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to look at my campaign data and I'm going to look at it for the last seven days, watch its trend. And if it's trending up, give it more spend, you know, in, in the paid social world, it's, it's kind of hard to, to know when your diminishing returns are setting in. And so by touching base every other day, you'll have a much clearer picture. Um, and then in the paid search world, your campaign will literally tell you if you need more budget, you know, set your target row as where you need it. And then just be checking in on it because during the holiday season, if your business naturally does a lot more sales through that three month window, your campaign is probably going to say, Hey, we're limited by budget. We need more. And that's your opportunity to feed it and make more. Or you could, if you, if you just simply don't have the money, you could even ratchet up your target row as and get more value for what you're already running. So just, mm. even if you're not increasing or decreasing necessarily, just be aware of your budgets and what your campaigns are telling you, because you could dial up the profitability or dial up the uh, spend and get more sales volume coming through. So there are just some that. things you want to keep your eye on. Yeah, I love that tip. That is a huge tip because we hear from people so many times clients come to us and say, we, we understand you're asking us to increase budget. The problem is, is that Facebook gets paid based on ad caps and spend limits. And we're going to hit our spend limit in three days. And the way we get paid is not that way. And so we're going to, yeah. you know, from a cash flow standpoint, they can't, which we're very, you know, empathetic to, we understand. Yeah. Um, so it is what it is to, to target a better row as that's a, that's a way to like yeah. maximize it even more. It's great. Yeah. It's kind of a, a little, a little hack for, for those who, you know, aren't in it day to day. Yeah. If your campaign says limited by budget and you're hitting the row as you're, you know, you've set the campaign to reach for and you don't have more money, just turn that row as up a little bit. Nothing crazy. Go 10, 20% higher and keep your eye on it because guess what? In three days, you might see that your ROAS has lifted and then your campaign says limited by budget again. Just keep ratcheting it up a little bit more. Uh, but during this season, it's going to be more volatile than ever. Yeah, I love it. So what about number four? 
Number four, this is one that if you're not doing this now, you're going to get that coveted low-hanging fruit. The uh, oh God, the, <laughs> the, the phrase cringiest the phrase world. of all time. But Everything this is, is what low-hanging fruit. <laughs> that's right. But hey, if you if you're being asked to go capture the low-hanging fruit, this tip is for you. You need to make sure you have a cart abandon strategy in place. What this means is you're so this obviously only applies for e-commerce uh, businesses, but you have a cart. Someone has put their product in the cart. They visited the cart page. They're pretty darn close to checking out at this point. You know, they've kind of made some decisions that lean towards they're about ready, but for whatever reason they leave, they get sidetracked. They need to talk to their husband, wife, you know, whoever to, to complete the purchase. Then they forget people are busy. Um, I am beyond busy. And so it's actually helpful to receive an ad that is a reminder. And so what you do is you go into your custom audiences in Facebook, you go into Google, wherever, and you build out your cart page uh, audience based on probably a slice of your URL. So, you know, if we had a store and it was highbeammarketing.com backslash cart, we would probably just take backslash cart and say, hey, Facebook, any URL that contains backslash cart. Uh, we want you to build an audience off to, uh, an audience off of these people, uh, because you know you might have a weird number string for your specific order. So this will capture everything, and then you know from there you have a couple of options of how you serve ads to these people and how you capture their conversion. You can simply put together a really nice piece of creative that says, "Hey, you didn't complete your order. Come back and check out." A lot of times that's good enough. You know, you might see a really good return there. Um, if, you know, maybe you have a higher priced item or people need a little bit more pushing to convert for your business, maybe offer them a 10% off coupon. The tricky part here is if you're going to run cart abandoned year long, and I highly recommend you do, you're going to want to change that code up probably every month to two months because what you'll find is you'll find those thrifty people who go to coupon code websites and yeah. they will be on there after about two months. So anyone who makes a purchase, that's me. I look mm -hmm. for the promo codes. I'll so search say, if you've, if your brand promo YouTube, codes. You, I'm sorry. If you're watching this on YouTube, you probably have seen an ad for honey at some point. That's that like <laughs> Chrome extension. And all it does is comb the internet for, yep. for, uh, yep. so we've, codes. I've seen it tons of times where they, you know, they run the same, it'll be safe 10, use the code safe 10. And then, yeah you know, uh, 60 days from there and save 10 becomes retail me nots number one coupon for your business and you need to change it. So just be aware that that's kind of an extra logistical step when you set up a coupon in this, uh, kind of cart abandoned phase. But I will say it's probably worth it for your business to do that. Uh, I've seen a much higher ROAS when you introduce that kind of coupon code. And so, you know, you could even run like an AB test and see kind of how, you know, does the lift and ROAS actually make the coupon code worth it? It might be. So just keep an eye on that. But overall, you just need to have a cart abandoned strategy in place for Q4 if you're selling product because it just covers you on each step of the funnel. Yeah. I mean, time and time again, and this, this is really for new marketers out there or new business owners that are doing this campaign for the first time, cart abandoned campaign will be your highest return on ad spend. Yeah. Almost always. Maybe, maybe close second is branded search on Google, but I mean, 
honestly, it's it's the best because it's going to help take everybody that got, like Austin said, to the finish line, you know, right to the goal line. We're big football fans. And you're just going to help them be able to call another play to actually go score and buy the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a great way to put it. Banding campaign. And, and it's, it's a simple thing. It is, and I hate this phrase, it is low hanging fruit. Um, God, I hate that phrase so much, but it is, and it's a, yeah. it is a basic blocking and tackling thing that as marketers, we just have to do, uh, if we want to yeah. run a well-rounded campaign. Yeah. And I would say, you know, keeping it running year round, if that's your plan. And again, I would recommend you do that. If you're going to run it year round, keep again, a close eye on that budget and keep a close eye on that audience size, because you don't want to just give it one budget all year round, because you might find that at $10 a day, you're returning a six X, but at $20 a day, you're returning at a one and a half. And it yep. really can be that volatile. So just keep a close eye on the card abandoned campaigns. Yeah, that's crazy. I always am blown away when you send me reports and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's that small of a detail. And for me, I'm not a big details guy. It's my downfall, but like, it, it's crazy that something that small and minute can make that big a difference. Like it just, it, oh, yeah. it blows me away. What about number five? All right. This is the fifth and uh, certainly not least, but the last on our list. Um, if you're going to be ramping up your volume, and this is going to pertain largely to search. So you're, Google ads, your Microsoft ads, if you're going to be ramping up your campaigns and if you're using phrase match and broad match terms, which you probably are, you know, exact match is going to be very specific. You're probably at least using phrase. If you're going to be scaling up your activity, you need to keep a very close eye on your search terms. So if you don't know the difference, your keywords and your search terms are a little different. Keywords are what you tell Google to bid on. And then search terms is kind of what actually happens. So if you bid on exact match terms, your search terms should be exactly what your keywords are. Phrase and broad match, they go out and find variations of your keyword to bid on. And so what you'll see is if your campaigns just explode halfway through November, some of our clients do. Um, explode meaning they, they, they take off and they're doing really well or they're crashing? What do you mean by explode here? Um, in this particular example, I mean increase in ad spend dramatically, which probably also means you're increasing in results. But focusing on the ad spend, let's say you're going from, you know, let's say your business does $50 uh, a day in ad spend typically. And now during this two month, we're going to be doing two to $300. You know, that's not super crazy to consider. Um, you're, you know, jumping dramatically in the level of spend that you're playing with. And so what you're going to see is your search term report is going to be a lot deeper. There's going to be a lot more terms in there that would not normally be there January through October. There's going to be coupon specific terms. There's going to be shipping time specific terms. You're going to see sizing chart specific terms, uh, return, you know, policy terms. You're going to see all this weird stuff that you normally wouldn't see. And you kind of have a couple different options. You can target those terms you can exclude those terms. Uh, so let's say you want to exclude everyone who's looking for coupons. Uh, you can exclude those or, you know, your other option is you can build a new campaign off of those terms. So if you're looking for couponers, you could say, you know, in your coupon based ad, you could say, Hey, here's your 10% off code right there. Uh, it answers the need of the person. They click on your ad, they convert. It's very easy, very simple for them. No problem. Uh, or you could just exclude them entirely, but you want to just make sure you're at least keeping an eye on things. Uh, 
one that I often recommend e-commerce-based businesses exclude are things like someone searching for refunds or returns. It's like, or uh, if you are service-based, like uh, login, you know, that being a part of the keyword. It's like, it's there's sort of a signal in there that signifies you're not there to make a transaction. You're there to, if it's a return, you're going to find a way to return it. Uh, you don't yeah. need an, an ad. You don't need to pay for an ad uh, to help that person find the return, yeah. usually, uh, unless you're like Apple or someone. But I mean, yeah. you just need to be aware of these very weird little keyword niches that come across in the next two months because there'll be some stuff, you know, holiday kind of shopping related that you're not used to seeing. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's important to note that at $50 a day, let's say $5 a day ends up going to these little niche words like this best case scenario. It's as low mm -hmm. as five, but we've seen it higher. No, oh, yeah. best case scenario. It's $5 a day. You're talking about 90 days of, 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 mm -hmm. of, of, of words that are not going to bring your company revenue. And so that adds yep. up. And it adds up even more so when you realize that you could be getting a four to 10 X return on that $5. So it's not just costing you $5 a day. It's costing you up to a hundred dollars a day, depending on what you're serving yeah. and what your actual return on ad spend is. Yeah. And I would add that if you are a business that's really trying to project and forecast and look into the future, and these campaigns are something that are already matured and that you think you could use next year by doing the hard work now and combing through your keywords and your search terms to ensure that things are dialed in now it means that next christmas you might not have these same problems you know yeah. people searching for refunds that term's already excluded and next year you're not gonna have to worry about it so to your point it could be even more than 90 days if you're going to run these campaigns for the next three years you know you're we're talking about some serious money that is being thrown to the wayside yeah. and you don't even know it yeah it adds up so before we do the bonus tip today, we got to talk about today's sponsor, which is, you guessed it, High Beam Marketing. You can go to highbeammarketing.com. You see it on Austin's shirt on the YouTube channel in his somehow not company branded blue. I don't know how you keep ending up with different colored shirts than what's on the company branding guidelines, but here we are. You are the- Pays to be in charge. Special <laughs> exception. That's what I, yeah, exactly right. Uh, look, here's the thing. We work with a lot of clients that end up starting out doing all the ads on their own. They are in the trenches day to day. They know Facebook ads work and they just watch a couple YouTube videos on it. They've, they've self-taught themselves and now they're running them day to day. And um, there's another basket of people that we work with that are tired of working with freelancers. They're going to Upwork. They're going to Fiverr. They're putting the jobs out there for bids. They're getting hundreds of applications and it's freaking frustrating because you don't know who to trust and like how many of those reviews that they've got are like legit and how many were paid for, right? Um, that's where we come in. I mean, that's really where high B marketing steps in is, is just a, a, we're, we're like hiring a full-time marketing team, but at a part-time price and, and you just can't beat it. And if with Q4 coming up, you could get in here and do all the things Austin just said. I know for a fact that this is hours and hours of work. Everything Austin just listed out to do at a high level, hours of work. And so yep. if you have that time, great. Go do it yourself. This is why we put the information out here. Information is free. But what we charge for is context. And context is Austin and his team going in, deep diving into your ad campaigns and making sure that none of this stuff is broken and all the other expertise that they have from all the millions of dollars they've spent running ads 
they know how to apply it. So highbeamarketing.com, yeah. fill out the contact form, and, and we'd love to talk to you about your Q4 stuff. So uh, I- You nailed that. I am I'm the head of sales, so I feel like this is what I have to be able to do. <laughs> uh, well, I do have a bonus tip today because I am I am a salesperson. I'm a businessman, but I am a marketer. And my bonus tip when we were going through this list today, because we've we've talked about the paid side, and I think I yep. agree with every tip you've brought up here. I think they're all small things that that get forgotten about while we chase the exciting new Definitely. things like building a new campaign, getting new creative launching a new ad group, retargeting, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> the basic thing that I see missed every time we do these deep dives on companies' accounts is consistency of posting organic social content. So how much are you actually publishing on your yeah. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, if that's applicable to you, um, even your blog on your website? Because what what happens is if a customer doesn't know who you are and they see this really cool ad, there's a certain set of customers that are going to want to do more research. They're going to click in to your profile and they're going to say, Hey, am I about to waste my money on this ad on this company or are they legit? And they're just looking for a little bit extra clarification and a little yeah, bit just more Just a little confidence. nudge off the cliff. Yeah, that's it. And so they're going to go in and look. And if they saw that the last time you posted something was July of 2021, that's not going to work for them. And they're going to, they're going to go back to their main feed and scroll away, and now you've lost them. And and another thing that happens with posting social content consistently that's actually engaging, and we can talk about this on another podcast with all these networks flipping over to uh, interest-based algorithms instead of follower-based algorithms. Mm. But what it's doing is it's building an engaged audience. And if you're new to this, let me tell you, Austin, back me up here. There's the there's oh, yeah. the abandoned cart campaign, which is probably first. And a close second is I've engaged with you and that oh, audience yeah. because not only do they now recognize your brand, they know who you are, they've interacted with you, which means that you provided value to them, which is like entertaining yeah. and education. And once you've given them that, now you've triggered reciprocity in their head and they're much more likely to purchase from you. Time and time again, Oh, retargeting yeah. engaged audiences works out better. The only way to get engaged audiences, the most effective way to get engaged audiences, consistently publishing organic social media content. Start now. Q4, you should be posting two, three times a day if you're an e-com site. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum. And I, I'll say, I mean, that first of all, that's an incredible tip. Uh, bonus or not, that's worth being in there because to your point, cart abandoned. Yes, it's up there. It's one of the easiest. You're not going to have a ton of conversion volume through there, but it's an easy win. So is engaged users, except for you can probably get a lot more volume there if you're actually putting in the work on organic social. And like you said, posting regularly, but also posting videos. There's a lot of different ways that we can go in and capture those users in audience pools. We can just simply say, did they click a link, click a like button, comment, whatever. But we can also say they did it in the last seven days, the last 14 days, the last 30 days, yeah. the last 90 days, whatever. I think it goes back six months to 12 months. And for videos, it can get even crazier. You know, you can say they've had to have watched three seconds of the video, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 95%. You know, there's all these different ways you can cut it to get really hyper-specific about who you're targeting. So just take advantage of those tools. Yeah. And, and don't forget the simple, 
you know, idea of continuously keeping your audience engaged. That's a super yeah. great tip. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. If, uh, if you're ready to see five mistakes that small business owners make with their marketing, watch this video right here. We'll see you next time. Peace.